0: Welcome back, y'all, to another episode of Behind Closed Doors. I'm your host, Hanifa Griffith, the one, the only. Um, today, I have the pleasure of talking to my Nicole once again. Um, if you didn't know, we did a podcast, I think last year. Um, you know, me should've, I should have looked up the name of it, but you can just go back because it has her name on it. It has a name. Called, on it. It's <laughs> called Healing at Home yes yes thank you for that you're welcome I remember um I truly love that conversation so we're back here for part two um we're going to be talking about imposter syndrome and a little bit of girl talk and we'll see how well that goes um I met Maya in 2015 16 somewhere around there.
1: around there
0: yeah yeah and to see her growth from now to then to now I think it's one of the most jaw-dropping things I've ever seen, Um, just from how I remember she used to take pictures on top of like, um, what do you call this thing, like a garage, parking garage, (laughs) to now like having her own showcase, like I I mean, I mean, the growth to witness is amazing, but Maya, I would love for you to introduce yourself, your name, where you're from, you know, where you're from, um, what you do, what you like to do. And yeah, anything that you want to say about yourself?
2: Okay, um, so my name is Maya Nicole. Um, I'm from New York. I consider myself an artist without limitations um, because I do like a lot of different things. Uh, my main focus right now is my art. Um, I am an abstract and intuitive artist. Oh-oh. I am an abstract and intuitive artist. So I essentially, um, just paint whatever kind of comes to mind picking Mm -hmm. colors by random and just kind of like pulling out any images from there or I'll try to focus on any like intimate messages that are important to me um the things you'll definitely see in my work are a lot of like femininity a lot of pink a lot of self-awareness and like Mm self-discovery style topics
1: Mm
2: -hmm. um what else do I do I also do styling like wardrobe styling um editorial and like budget type shoots and stuff like that and um i did meet hanafa in school uh over at ut university of tampa so i got a degree in marketing and international business so sometimes i'll do some digital content strategy as of right now i mainly do it for myself Um, i am free agent so if you need me dm me Um, me. (laughs) hello
0: And yeah, I mean, I feel like that's pretty much it. And don't forget to say your little project that you, not even, let me not say little project, because it was a very big project. I don't (laughs) like when people like minimize stuff like that, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Um, The project you did, I think it's like, what is love or love? How do you? Oh, um,
2: so the last project that I just did in February in honor of Valentine's Day Mm -hmm. was called... um, love as told by.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And for me, I just wanted to create conversation around the topic of love and how um, my main idea when I went into the project was I asked a lot of like shadow work style questions, mm-hmm. a lot of questions that had to do with kind of like how you show up for yourself and also how you expect your relationship to kind of show up for you and like feed you as well I wanted to bring awareness to that relationship just how the one we have with ourself impacts our romantic friendships and you know all those other style relationships as well mm-hmm. um, so yeah that was the project that I did and it was a really big deal for me just because um, it was the first project that I put out where I had to do everything, like, on my own, like, I found the talent, whether it be, like, for video and photographers, I put out the call, I found the studio, I booked the studio, like, um, I did everything by myself, oh, and I was true. just, I'm, I'm very happy about it, um, it is available on my page, like, a preview, so you can see the full, like, documentary on my YouTube channel, um, and all those will be linked below, yes, okay, yes, yeah, I got um, you, I got you, yeah and then i guess another big thing that i guess i should share um i did just have my very first solo art show
1: <laughs> my girl did that
2: my girl did that hey my girl did that hey so excuse my dogs I'm gonna be popping in and out over here um so yeah i did just throw my first exhibit um to celebrate my 25th birthday and just to showcase like how far i feel like i've come in my art journey um it was so good like (laughs) it was so good I I honestly I've had a lot of um my I have a lot of issues with perception versus reality right
1: Mm. and
2: feeling like people don't really support me or people don't really see me and people don't really care about Uh. me but that show was like the biggest burden of proof that like I have like, I have a community and I'm building and like people recognize what I'm doing. And of course we always say, do it for yourself. You know, this is about you. But I think having the support of people that you care about, um, like physically in a space for you that you created oh. and cultivated, mm-hmm. you No, know? like mm-hmm. it's so crazy, so crazy. Um, so yeah, I'm, yeah, that, that was a big one too
0: you said so much that i would just love to like jump into so the first thing that you said was um with your paintings and how you use paint for femininity mm-hmm. and i would love to know how did you step into that you know feminine power you know because i feel like for me personally it took until my 23rd birthday for me to actually be like hold up you a grown woman, like, you got curves, like, you know, like, you, like, you can portray yourself in a certain way, and then this year, it's become, like, even bigger, like, for me, um, kind of wearing whatever I want, you know, like, saying whatever I want, like, this week alone has proven how much, is it how much, or, like, I can get whatever I want once I open my mouth,
2: and I feel like that
0: is yeah like I feel like that's all part of like femininity so I would like to know like how did that how do you step into that how did that um yeah how do you step into that yeah um so for me I think that
2: um being a woman right uh and I'll speak from my experience being a woman like a black woman in America growing up has always been interesting for me because For a very long time, like, I played into that, like, hypersexual style culture. Mm -hmm. Um, So I remember being, like, one of the first girls, like, in middle school to kind of, like, develop my body. Um, So as soon as I got some titties, what? (laughs) Literally, I was out here with my cleavage out. I'm on monsters with bikini photos in the middle of the daytime. Like, I was losing my mind. Um... I always wanted to have my skin out. I always wanted to just be like revealing myself. Um, and I think of course, you know, some of it comes from because you want the attention of boys, but it wasn't working for me because it was not checking for me. Um, I feel that. I feel bad. No, it did not matter. Um, so there was that angle of it. There was just the angle of wanting to feel like good. It made me feel good, you know, to be sexy. Like mm-hmm. I always enjoyed that. Um, but the older I got, especially more towards like my senior year and once I got kind of into college like I got kind of more comfortable with like hiding my body a little bit more like I was I was shy when I went out it was was up it was lit Mm -hmm. you know but for the most part I started to get very uncomfortable with kind of showing off and like being like just extra sexy Mm -hmm. um so for me I feel like in the past like two to three years, since I've graduated, really, I've really gotten to understand the full idea of feminine energy being a source of creation and feminine energy being the flow of things in life. Um, the one thing I always think about is money, right? They say that money. Is a feminine energy because it has to flow. You have to have an income. You have to have an influx of cash. Money has to be given, received. You have to pay to get things. Um, and I think as women, when or even men, you know, when we have when we tap into our feminine energy, that's how we start to create things for ourselves. So, like you said, once you kind of got more aligned with your feminine energy, you realize like a closed mouth don't get fed. Because to me. Um, When it comes to my painting, I was experimenting with feminine energy and just focusing on the body and what it means to be a woman physically and kind of showcasing like, okay, if I have any insecurity in my body, I want to put that on a painting and showcase that this whole body style Is common and made me feel more confident because people were like, yo, that's fire, like I like that. Mm. And to me, it's like, yo, that's me. Like, that's how I feel. Mm -hmm. And people don't always know that. So when I was getting that response, it was empowering me. And it still does empower me to feel more beautiful. And um, I think it's so important to have these conversations surrounding like what it means to be a woman and how you can showcase your sexy. And how to do it kind of like safely, um, mm-hmm. like you're thinking about how I was at 16 or you know, I was like, you know, 15. I just wanted to be walking around school in my short, my short skirts and like my blazers, and like it was cute or whatever. But it's too much, um, and I think it's completely um, irresponsible as 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 um, women to let young women walk around and just be all sexed up without teaching them the power that exists within that energy
0: mm. um, so like, just, like using it like not having it tamed basically or is it would you say tamed
2: or is it tamed or is it just like knowing that you have like you it's yours to you know to move around or not um like mm. you're in control of it I don't know what the word is maybe tamed worked but just be just knowing the fact of like you don't have to showcase your sex appeal to be sexy and it doesn't have to be overtly like coming from nudity and nakedness um mm. it can come from intellect it can come from you know just engaging in things that are stimulating to your body things that make you feel good is what makes you feel sexy
1: um mm.
2: I honestly feel like the question you asked me and the answer I'm giving are on two. No, different it's things. okay
0: because like I'm I'm saying you said a lot of things that I'm really thinking about because how I'm picturing what you're saying. Okay, so I'm a big Avatar fan. Okay, I love <laughs> I love the Avatar. So you know, like when he goes into his Avatar state, he showcases every single power that he has inside of him. Mm-hmm. Right, so that's wind, fire, earth, water, but at the end of the show he understands that that power for him was just something that he can easily tap into it wasn't something that he had to be 24 7 you know like when it was needed he can be like okay i'm the avatar but when it wasn't needed it was like okay let me step back but he also had a period where he had to like go into himself um and I, i can't remember what it was but he like he had to Meditate and like go into himself and actually understand what that power was giving and like yeah. how powerful that power could be. You're and right. I think like like that's what you kind of saying with feminine energies. Yeah. Like we have a reservoir with inside of us that we can tap into whenever we want to, you know. And it doesn't have to be something that's like oh let me wear bikini twenty four seven or you know like those type of things. We can just when it's needed we can tap into it, and when it's not we don't have to. But as you said too, which I love. um is that sexiness can come from like you being passionate about something? Because Maya, when I tell you when I saw those pictures of you in your art <laughs> show, I was like, yes, give them, give them, give them. You know, so it's like when you tap into things that like really make you smile, like really gets yeah. you happy. It's like, yeah, she's sexy, or like, yeah, he handsome. Yeah. You know. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, thank you,
2: thank you, <laughs> thank you. Um, but I'm also going to say that um, for one, right? So. I know we live in a society where it is like everybody wants to be sexy it's no shame to the girls who who live their life like that and who want to move like that because I mean come on now let's be real we all know what we want to how we want to be perceived and whatever but I think that also just thinking about how you're saying, oh, when you're sexy is because you are creating and you're passionate. I like to also think a lot about like our sexual energy and how that's also tied into us being attractive and being sexy. And that comes in through um, our sacral chakras. And that is kind of the chakra that is like closer to like your pelvic area, your lower stomach type of vibe. Um, And when you kind of activate that, that's how you like, in my opinion, in my experience, have tapped into my feminine energy and learned how to use it or when not to use it when I am passionate and when I am like invigorated by my creativity or whatever the case may be then I feel for me that's when I feel the most feminine that's when I feel the most
0: like Mm, mm. like that's when I
2: feel the most sexy so Mm,
0: I love that (laughs) I love it I love it I love it um one another thing that you said, I really oh my, it's just be. I swear, every time you come my podcast, it's just gems. It's just gems. Oh my god! Um, what do you say? Oh, with um, when you do your paintings and you paint your insecurities on a canvas, and then when you you know you showcase that to real and people are like, yeah, you know that's fire, and you're like, okay, that's me. Um, don't you think that's kind of one that's powerful? Because what I'm thinking is like, you can create your own idea of what beauty is and you can realize that when you create it and you believe in it or even if you're scared to believe in it and people see it you realize that there isn't wrong with your idea of beauty that makes sense i don't know if that really is making sense yeah
1: like, I know. i'm okay.
0: following okay you went, like yeah i went like all I, there mm-hmm. i get it okay.
2: okay um Essentially, I do think that by doing that, I am creating my own narrative in my mind of what beauty is, and to me, it makes it allows for me to create solids within myself around the things that I'm insecure about. Because at the end of the day, like I always say when I teach my classes, you know, like art is so subjective, and we're not here to create like a perfect piece. But whatever you come up with is your masterpiece,
0: mm-hmm. and
2: for me, like. I think I have to think about that way about the way I look and a way about my body because I used to be very insecure like growing up and it wasn't really until like I cut all my hair off that I really started to really like see myself and be like damn you're actually not that tight you're not bad you know and the things you have insecurities about they're not uncommon they're not these rare girl it's not only you you Mm -hmm. know um so for me like in in a lot of my pieces I create safe spaces for myself um, to kind of just express how I feel and then I get the confirmation that yeah like it's not it's not only about me anymore but it's about all everybody who's engaging with my piece and who's looking at it and who might feel a similar way like my perky tits piece that I just did with the but all the titties and the body dysmorphia type stuff, like mm-hmm. that is my diary entry right mm-hmm. there. Like I grew up like, and it's crazy because like I said before, I was one of the first girls to get like, uh to go through puberty, like physically by the eye mm-hmm. in like fifth grade. But when I tell you that shit only lasted for like a year and the next year and before, after that, everybody was thicker than a snicker. And I was just like, I was like damn what what am I what's like what's going on and you think about what guys like and the conversations about what they're having and all oh, you look like this and i like I'm like this nah, nah. and I'm just like oh wow like the dudes are looking at me already I'm showing ass to them. they don't want it what am I doing wrong you know and it's like that's the problem right there you're trying to please everybody else but once you become mm-hmm. like happy with how you look and like everything like that mm, it's, it's off it's what you yeah nobody can tell oh, you? Oh yeah oh. everybody starts to like attract and like come to you like, mm-hmm. about baby around a flower but it's really about how you feel about yourself is looks reflected back to you I wasn't checking for me Therefore, nobody what you... checking for me. Now come on now. Second for me. Everybody. Hey! Come on. Come on.
0: <laughs> like, and that's just how it is. Like, straight facts. Okay. No, 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 Maya, 100 percent Because let me tell you something. You see, when I turned 23 and I stepped into that little sensual era that I had. Mm. And then 24, it was kind of the same, but it was it was more like. Cause I think 24 is when I decided to start a kind of soft start back my podcast. So it was like me believing in myself in that sense. Really? And then now me turning in 25, it's like, nobody can really tell me anything, you know? Cause like, I look good. Mm, you know,
1: you and I you look do. good. And
0: and you thank you. Thank you. And you know, I, it took me a while to get here. So it's not like, Oh yeah, she was, you know, out the womb like this, trust me, because a lot of the things that you said, insecurities, body dysmorphia, dealing with people who can be fat phobic, you know, dealing with men who don't say they like black women, but don't like black women. And then that type of, and then they're um, rem, not even remorse, but like them, okay, them saying that they like black women, but deep down internally, you can see the actions are not conducive to that, what they're saying. So they're saying one thing and then doing something totally different. Mm-hmm. Um, so all those things I have been going through, but let me tell you something. When you start, as you said, once you start checking for yourself, looking into the mirror and be like, you know what? Yeah. When you take a little selfie, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, hyping yourself up. So yeah. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and can I just say like, also, Speaking of, like, how we talk about, like, Black men not liking Black women or whatever the case may be, Mm. for me, when I was in high school, um, I think one of the main reasons why, like, I wasn't getting a lot of male attention, because I wasn't, I wasn't giving it up, to just Mm. be honest, like, I wasn't that kind of girl who was going to entertain the bullshit that everybody was entertaining, Mm. therefore, there was no reason for me to be on the priority list, um, so when I got to college I was really excited because I'm like oh my god like I'm gonna find all the sexy daddies like it's gonna be lit oh my goodness and then when we get to Tampa nobody likes nobody likes black girls at all, all the black guys all the black guys in our small ass population of black community nobody fucking with the black girls and I was just like this is not helping my mental space right now. My, uh, <laughs> like, it was only my, when you, like, go to, like, Ybor for the night or whatever, then you get all the attention from, like, the dude to go to, like, USF or something like that. But when you're walking through campus every single day... You
0: feel like if you're not seen. You're like, am I cast for the ghost? With my best fit? What or my like, best fit? I'm like, nah. No. Yeah. I used no. to go home and be like, hold up. You yeah. want look good,
2: like yeah, me. I really hated that for for every for every single one of us. Um, and it was so crazy because you would still have conversations like, "Well, what would you, what did you expect to happen?" Like, you go away to school, nobody's checking for y'all. Everybody want to have like that foreign experience. They wanted to, mm. and I was like, "Damn, like that's mm. really beasty because." Why is it like that, you know? Mm-hmm. why should we have to be the women to be like oh and we want to settle down we want to we want to have like whatever then we'll come look at y'all, but until then, I'm over here with Sarah and Rebecca, and we're having a good time. It's just like those
0: are not the niggas for me. can I say that?
2: can I be explicit?
0: Oh yeah, you can, no, okay. you can, because they ain't for me either. I'm not going to be nobody's yeah. second choice, no, or like an afterthought, you know. Yeah,
2: no. When I had got Mommy in who was who was pro black, I held on. I was like, "Yes, we're together. Yes, we're in the together." I mean, I didn't. We're not together anymore. But but it's yeah. But you know, the theory is that I don't think I would want to date somebody who does not date like who who doesn't who doesn't enjoy their own race. Like, mm-hmm. like, well, you're the first black girl I dated, and you're a black man. Like,
0: I'm just like, how? The
2: self-hate train is not for me to join you on. Like, I'm good. I'm so good.
0: As we talk about dating, because Maya, Maya. Maya. (laughs) The way that UT crushed my spirits, Mm. there was a time I was in the courtyard. Um, I was around these group of Black men who um, I'm pretty sure you know, but I'm not going to say their names. I'll tell you afterwards. Okay we were in that little group and all of them i think it was like five or six of them they were like if it ain't snowing we ain't going uh-uh. if it ain't white it ain't right me black woman yeah standing up next to black men hearing them say that i said oh the front flip yeah. the door. how could you say that and I'm, I'm right here that shit is like that shit really
2: fucks with a person. I really think that they really underestimate just how impactful that is. Like, especially to young women, like we're all in college trying to figure out ourselves, trying to enjoy our time. And it's like, people don't even like want to give you the time of day. And I think just for perspective's sake, like the way our school is set up and like in the location it's really hard to like kind of get out of like the bubble of what was like school depending on who you know or yeah how your transportation was set up or whatever so mm-hmm. it's like what you get is what you get and like let's be real Florida niggas is not that like who was going who was down in Ebor and stuff or whatever like nobody really I didn't I wasn't looking so- for them I can tell you that yeah so it really was just like you're shit out of luck you know <laughs> like, and I wish they told me that before I entered that school because and I wish yo I really <laughs> wish they told me that I really wish I would have known that and you know unfortunately unfortunately for me um I had a lot of like warped views around my blackness especially when I was in high school um I went to a like mixed high school in a predominantly white area but the most of the kids in the high school um I mean in my opinion were black I don't I don't ever really remember having major conversations surrounding race when I was in high school mm-hmm. we were so mixed and it was a k-12 district so we always knew each other it didn't seem like a big deal so once I started getting involved in like oh like yeah I don't I don't like black girls like once I started seeing that it was just like what I don't know what I was saying before but I know I lost my train of thought
0: (laughs) because I'm no because I'm here
2: yes because even for me too um oh oh, I know okay you can can go okay I'm sorry um (laughs) so I had the warp of my blackness um and then when it came down to applying for colleges I applied to a few HBCUs but Um, I had some people, whether it be in my family or like peers, who would always call me like the black white girl, Mm -hmm. be it because the way I dressed, I was never really into like the sneakerhead, like streetwear type of style. Um, The way I speak, I can be very proper or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, So there were just certain things like that. And also, like, I was worried about, <laughs> I'm not gonna be able to get my hair done in the way, like, I used to watch, um, like, a lot of, like, people at, like, Howard, the way they would have, like, a fashion show every single day, and their hair was always done, and everything was, like, to the T, I was, like, I am not, at that time, I was not there, so I was, like, yo, this is gonna eat me up, like, I can't do this, like, mm-hmm. I, so I felt, like, even though I had got into an HBCU, and I almost went, I decided not to go, because I thought I wasn't gonna fit in. Mm. And then I go to a PWI. And definitely we didn't fit in. And definitely didn't fit in. (laughs) I Fighting for our lives. I don't know what I was thinking. Um, but my head wasn't on straight after that (laughs) much. (laughs) Because that was not a rational decision. But
0: no, that's the exact same decision I made too. And
2: it's so crazy to then think about the experience that we had you know with them or whatever but I feel like just for the way our school was set up and like when I think about everybody back then and like who was really on campus like I'm okay with that like I'm I'm chill I didn't know nothing I'm good
0: (laughs) we totally didn't we totally didn't but the idea that you had around um blackness I had the exact same thing so let me tell you same train of thought applied Mm -hmm. to university of tampa i think i didn't even apply to hbcus because that's the exact same thought that you had about not fitting in Mm -hmm. exact same thing i had um but i think my own more came from the perspective of me not being like african-american you Mm -hmm. know because i come from the caribbean there's certain things that we do certain things that y'all do that we don't really you know have any similarities so for me it was like y'all are going to eat me up like i am not going to survive in a hbcu um i'm going to be fighting for my life with the slangs with the dress because in my school we all wore uniforms Mm -hmm. so seven days a week there was nothing like creativity it was nothing like express yourself all uniforms so like to this day i'm still like fighting to find my style because i've been in this you know very strict uniform tie skirt um type situation um so, yeah, I didn't even apply to HBCUs, applied to PWI. And I found myself in the beginning, like, only talking to white girls. Those were my friends. Mm-hmm. And there was, there was a moment, and I remember it so clearly, I was in the courtyard with, like, Kathy, McKevin, Mariyama. And I think, like, I think probably you and, like, other people are there, and, like, we were all just laughing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, this <laughs> is what I want. Like, yeah. I want to be surrounded with people like me. Mm -hmm. who may not even come from the same place I come from but we all have similarities we're all seeing similarities we're all like picking off of each other and the love that I felt in that group I was like why did I ever in a (laughs) hundred billion years think that I will fit in into this the
2: white, Um, yeah. yeah and we went to a private white institution as well so it's not even just like regular white folks it's like the bougie rich I think I'm better than
0: you type of white folks um nosiny sky type white folks. Yeah. Um I think
2: it's an interesting topic that you bring up about being Caribbean but not fitting in with the black Americans. A lot of my friends, um especially like in my first like two years, um, were more Caribbean Mm -hmm. than not. Um and that was a challenge for me. Um Mm -hmm. because again, like the ways in which you guys think, the way you approach life, everything was different and like, although my father is Jamaican, um, so I do have, like, Caribbean heritage, it's not super predominant in my everyday life, mm. um, so for me, it was just, I, I really struggled with that, I remember going to, like, CSA meetings, and I had to stop going, because the ways in which they were talking about America, Americans, and Black Americans, and the way we do things, or, like, we had a one conversation surrounding homelessness and like McDonald's and homelessness, like really shouldn't be a thing because the dollar menu exists. And like, it's not hard to get a dollar, like oh, all these no. like abstract topics you would talk about. It would really piss me off because it's like, mm-hmm. I feel like it's so unfair to have a conversation for different perspectives. If you only have one in the building, why are mm-hmm. we talking about Americans and black Americans when there's only Caribbean people in the room? That's not fair. And you cannot speak to my experience. And then me, I'm i gonna talk. So <laughs> if I like it, I'm gonna say something. Mm-hmm. And every time, I, every time I say something, it's like, so I stopped going <laughs> because I was like, yeah, nah, I don't really want to have no enemies. The school's small as it is. Like yep. I really just like, whatever. I'm gonna just stay in my little corner because it made me feel uncomfortable sometimes. That's
0: crazy. I am so sorry that's happened. I'm truly really trying to understand how is that. You see, sometimes I think that I think differently from majority as well, because I would never ever, ever say, you know, homeless, you know, but people, different strips different folks. Yeah,
2: it was it yeah. was just different conversation and topics that I just felt like weren't fair to um, like we all have our opinions, but I do think the same way in which Americans are admittedly ignorant to life outside of America it's not mm-hmm. fair to pass judgments and statements on life in America if you haven't lived it like I would never speak on what happens in Trinidad and you know have a have a convicted opinion when I don't when it's not my territory and mm-hmm. that's how I feel like those spaces should have been um so I just kept, I stand my black ass in my door. <laughs> I was like, mm, this is not like a safe space. So I'm out of here.
0: No, yeah, I agree with that. Because there was a one friend, this is definitely off topic, but there was one friend who she would always speak from my experiences as a Trini person um, <laughs> because she had a dad who was from Trinidad. So yeah. she... I wonder if you know who this is if i say too much um whatever <laughs> but she would always be like yeah in Trinidad you all do this and i'm like girl you haven't stuffed for internet since you're five years old mm-hmm. you like you can't speak to what i go through every single yeah, day you know i don't think
2: it's it's not logical and it doesn't make a lot of sense to try it to like, do that
0: it doesn't but you said something as well oh man you see
2: especially
0: it's going it's going <laughs> um okay when he talked about dating
1: Mm-hmm.
0: and we talked about your warped um sense of blackness that started like in middle school I think you said mm-hmm. how did that influence your partner picking did it like make you think that or did you have a preconceived notion of what they were looking for and that kind of made you choose who you're actually going to like spend time with mm-hmm
2: um good question um no (laughs) um it definitely didn't like I just have always liked what I've liked I've never dated outside my race I've always liked black men I've always um leaned more so towards darker skinned men um I don't even think I know how to choose them properly. So it's not even, (laughs) it's not even like anything like that. And I don't have a type. So everybody that I've ever like dated or have been interested in, like looks different from the other. Mm -hmm. Uh, The most thing they probably always have in common is that (laughs) they're creative um, maybe and they're black. Like, I don't know. yeah so no it didn't impact me like I've just always loved black men. I knew I wanted to be with the black man I'm going to end up with the black man and Mm. that's it like I personally never I just never yeah like I don't know I just never I never really considered it because I never thought like
0: that I had to Mm. that's interesting because I felt as though I had to I don't know why I think I wonder why because
2: Um, so when we say what they want are we talking about like how we how we are like as people or like how what we look like and stuff like that Mm -hmm. um yeah I mean like okay so like let's be all the way real right when I was in high school when everybody was getting weaves and stuff I wasn't allowed to have a weave mom said no when Mm -hmm. I was in like middle school and everybody was getting box braids down to their ass and mom said no, you're not allowed to do that you're going to get your African twist braiding here and you're going to get your little twist with your mohawk and all that stuff so for me um, there were certain limitations I had in the home Mm -hmm. that didn't even that didn't even really translate to what a dude wanted because like girl you can't get if you wanted it anyways you know Mm -hmm. um so I remember actually I remember one time I was dating this was it dating I don't know we were talking whatever no we were in high school um and he was like the quarterback at the time and um so I was really trying to impress him like all the time and I was also dealing with my natural hair Mm -hmm. trying to like figure that out so someday I would leave my house and my hair would be so cute on my walk to school. When I got to school, I'm gone, gone, gone. It's cotton day. I don't know what happened. Um, so I was just like, damn. All right. And I would see him, you know, but if I know in my head, I don't like my hair and I can't do anything about it. Mm. The day goes on, but in my head, I am dealing with those type of thoughts. And one day he did say to me, um so like when you're gonna get your hair done like, <gasps> and I was just like what do you mean, what do you mean? My hair done. yeah but like when are you gonna do something with it like you're gonna straighten it like you're gonna get like some mm-hmm. hair like what are you gonna do to it and I was just like I don't know <laughs> um So you know what? Yeah, I guess I did have those thoughts, but I really was at the same time more so doing things based off the strength of what I liked when I was finally able to like explore. Um, So of course, like when I did start getting my weaves and my longer braids, I noticed that I would get more male attention. And then Mm -hmm. sometimes, um, yeah, I would try to like get my hair done to be more like cute the masses so yeah I I guess I can take that back I wasn't really processing I guess um so I definitely did but at the same time like I don't feel like it was that strong for me um Mm -hmm. I just more so wanted to be cute and wanted to be cute amongst what everybody else was doing more than like oh what these dudes want me to look like it was in the back of my mind of course though you know
0: Mm -hmm. okay I'm thinking about my question too and how I'll answer it. Love what you said. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> there's more what I wanted to say, but you, you said about like um limits at home, and that really triggered something for me. Mm-hmm. Um, not triggered. I don't like it. Set off something for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so at home, I'll tell you my story, and I'll show you like how it connects. Um, uh, so my mom, strict, strict. We had a she had a saying for me, booksy for boys because bad boys bring babies. Mm. That's what she would tell me every every time I leave home, booksy for boys because bad boys bring babies. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you talk about like limits at home, my limb, I was in a in a strait jacket. <laughs> I wasn't allowed to dress a certain way. Yeah. I wasn't allowed to Um, have my hair a certain way. My dad did not like natural hair. Of -hmm. course I thought that because you know, I'm Mike Tyson. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Um, Was not allowed to have my hair in a certain way. Couldn't dress a certain way. Um, Couldn't hang out with certain people. So when it came time for dating, it was like, that wasn't a thing. Mm -hmm. It only started like actually crossing my mind when I came to the States Mm
1: -hmm. because that's
0: when, you know, free, you know, not the parents' household anymore. Um, you can do whatever you want to do. It's not really, you know, you have to ask for anything, Mm -hmm. um, making my own money. So, you know, they really can't see. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that restriction I had and that like, um, and I should also say too, my mom had a faith, like she, did not want me to end up with somebody <laughs> kind of like my dad mm-hmm. um in his you know in his negative realm aspects or whatever yeah, Um, yeah. good person overall but you know we all have those negative things so she always like tried to hold me so that way it's like you can't yeah pick what i picked mm-hmm. you know and i think all that in culmination w- was the reason why i think i would act a certain way or do certain things to get male attention mm. because one I'm thinking to myself books before boys because boys bring babies so I'm really like okay who am I going to pick or like who is actually checking for me or who is yeah who's actually checking for me so I guess like those limitations that I had at home was the reasons why I picked or not even picked or like I, yeah picks who I would talk to or like dates or whatever, so yeah, it's crazy how like our home life really does influence mm-hmm. Jack a lot of shit in our actual lives
2: um so with everything you just said, I was thinking about this tweet that I saw a very long time ago, um and it was essentially about this young mother, younger generation, she's probably in her thirties or whatever, 40, mm-hmm. and she was letting her. <clears throat> Uh, <laughs> and she was letting her daughter, who was maybe like 14, 15, like have a boyfriend and, and date. Mm-hmm. um And people were like, she's too young. Like, she don't need to be doing that. Da, 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 da. But you see how we're now 25 having a conversation about not really knowing how to pick it and doing things for male attention and da 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 da. I think that it's so important for um families, especially. I mean, when you're raising children, to have a community outside of your household who will be impactful for your children. Mm -hmm. Because there are so many things in life that we need to be exposed to and learn about before we have to experience them hands on, especially as women dealing with men and having exposure to women who are dating, women Mm -hmm. who are in positions of power, women who are secure within themselves women who are in healthy and happy relationships. If it's not gonna be my mother, it needs to be her best friend. It needs to be my aunt. It needs to be someone who I can go to and who can advise me. Um, I think all I'm hearing, you know, is how much we were put at disadvantages as, Mm -hmm. as young women. And now we're trying to navigate ourselves out of that space on top of so many other areas in life that we deal with. Um, I just think it's so unfair for the ways that we continue to um, create the same environments based out of fear, rather than doing it to change the narrative, we just try to hold on well, don't do this. You don't make the same mistakes as I did. But it's like, first of all, girl, what mistakes did you make? I need to know. So I don't do them. Mm-hmm. Tell, me, tell me. Tell me what not to do. Tell me what to look out for. Tell me, like, give me like a fucking blueprint. Mm-hmm. And I feel like um, a lot of women don't do that because we've never had that. And because we've never had that, we, we all try to figure it out. And all we can ever say is don't fuck with him because you know he ain't shit and these niggas he's and I was like bro I don't want to hear that I want some good genuine advice um so yeah that's something I really think about often like mm-hmm. just in terms of what it means to really raise up a person um and what things they need to help them build a solid foundation that hits all points because like I just, it really does irritate me to think about so many things I don't know that I have to figure out right now. And I feel like it's slowing me up <laughs> mm-hmm. having to go through trial and error, trial and error, trial and error when it's like, maybe if I was exposed and I was having like <clears throat> Sunday brunches with all the women in my life, you know, like, like let's <clears throat> that was, that was the thing. They were like 16 and she was posing like, you know, every Sunday or whatever, me and my girlfriends take my daughter out and we just have girl talk about real shit. So let a 16 year old girl hear 27, 30 year old women talking about their career, talking about their love life, talking about their sexual extirpates and what that's doing to them mentally and emotionally. Like that's the kind of shit that I wish I had and that I plan on doing for you know whether it be my children or i have a niece i mean she's damn near grown but like still you mm-hmm. know being able to just be a vessel for the truth the reality so that we can all like progress is really important
0: no 100 percent. because when you said that it made me think like i don't want to generalize the statement but i feel like it could fit for a lot of black women um who have black mothers I think our mothers were probably scared of what showing that truth would look like. Yeah. Because I feel like they think we would have gone and be like, oh, that's your mistake? Or oh, let me, let me,
1: let me, let me it. Run to <laughs> yeah. I am yeah. 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 just
0: like, no, if you tell me it's a mistake, yeah. and if you tell me, well, you know, mm-hmm. this made me feel unseen, or, or like this mm-hmm. man actually like wasn't for me because he treated me the certain way, except for hiding that truth and being, mm-hmm even shameful of that truth tell me this is what I did this is what I picked and this is how sad I felt and how fucked up it was you know don't hide don't hide the truth from me because then as you said I feel the exact same exact same way I feel like it's been a disadvantage because my mom will always be like um don't talk to this person don't talk to that person but why
1: yeah
0: don't just tell me yeah not to do it show me why and I think it's so important as you said too yes because for me I'm now starting I am now entering into that space of having that community where real conversations are being had like my cousin and her wife when I tell you to sit down amongst them and to see what a healthy relationship is with them arguing or them loving on themselves it's like wow I I can see how this dynamic is working and I can see what I want to do to get that, yeah. you know, instead of me not having that. And then, as you said, fighting for my life to try to understand how to get here without having a blueprint to get here.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I think it's so important for us, black women especially, because we we hold it in and we we shy away from it. Yeah. It's to say our truth and say yeah. what it looks like and what it feels like for us, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think
2: that's just, that's that the idea of generational trauma and how do we address mm-hmm. it? You know, It's not only about, oh, I wish my parents knew more about financial literacy because then I would have more money. Like it's mm-hmm. not, that's not the only thing that's impacting us right now. You know, like the reason why you keep going back to your ancient ass nigga is probably because your mom never had a conversation with you about why she kept going back to her ancient, your ancient ass daddy mm-hmm. in the same cycle. I'm talking about myself. <laughs> like it's 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 so true and I have conversations with my mom now where I learn about <clears throat> like her dating life before my dad mm. and I learn about the intimate details about maybe like the, the earlier years between her and my father before I was born mm. and those little details they not only humanize my mother from being just like this mother figure and like this idol whatever but it also just it it's to me like it makes me feel so much more comforted comfort like so much more whatever child you know what I'm trying to say (laughs) (laughs) it makes me feel better because it's like you know what like my experience isn't uniquely and differently like new to me someone else has probably gone through this and I can go to someone who I trust and who knows me for solid advice and maybe you don't always get solid advice you get perspective you get knowledge and then you get to make your own choices and like I just think that shit is so important like Mm -hmm. because like now I'm 25 and I thought I was gonna be married like, like I wanted. Like my my goal was to be married by like twenty seven. But in order for me to be married by twenty seven, I needed to be in a relationship now. Yeah. we could spend you know these years getting to know each other, and then by the time I'm twenty seven, you'll propose. By the time I'm twenty nine, wedding. We'll be engaged for like another year or two. Like, like I had this bullshit you know type of thing going in my mind, and that's of course because of just the way. The, the sex, um, male versus female, man versus woman, I should say, um, kind of like dictate the way we view life or whatever. Mm. It also, I mean, realistically, like, let's be real, like, yes, biologically, that shit does matter. And it's like, I personally feel like at 25, I mean, I, I mean, I want to say, but I don't, I want to say that at 25, I shouldn't have to be figuring it out right now. But I think that at 25, it's the perfect time mm. for me to be figuring it out because I've never had this amount of self awareness, self love, self knowledge, and I've never been able to apply it in the ways that I do now. Connect the dots like I do now. So it's like, you know what? Eh, I'm mad at y'all, yes, but it's so <laughs> because I'm gonna figure it out, and then I'll be the one to change the dynamics moving forward heavy as the head that
0: wears the crown yes Mm -hmm. but yeah I would love to know Maya (laughs) how did you get into that um into that space with your mom because I am not in that space with my mom as yet I should say um there's still a lot of I want to use the word shame but I don't know because we I haven't had that conversation with her Mm -hmm. um there's a lot of things that are preventing us from having those type of conversations. So, how did you, I guess, present that space for you and your mom to kind of like step into and start having those conversations? Um, well, if you know me, anybody listening,
2: um, you know that me and my mom have always had a very close relationship. Like we've always been very close, and to some, to some people. I do hear things where like, oh, you told your mom about that? Like, that's kind of strange. Like, oh, that's different. Like, I remember when I was in high school and I wanted to talk about people having sex. I had a conversation with my mom. She was like, well, don't have sex. Like, what's, what's that for? Like, all mm-hmm. these boys, they dirty and they just want to hump you. They won't even do it right. What's the point of having sex with them? Like, figure it out yourself. You can make yourself happy.
0: Mm-hmm. And I was
2: like, all right, okay. She, we've always just had like that. Like, of course, she's my mom, but she has been like a friend to me in the process. Um, I think as I've gotten older, she's found more comfort in me being her friend as well, Mm -hmm. um, which I think allows for us to have this kind of dynamic. I will also say that because we spent so much time apart when I was away at school, that definitely did like in my opinion, create a space for more conversation because I wasn't up under her all the mm-hmm. time. Like, I used to be up under my mom. <laughs> like, okay, I would go to school. I'll I wait till she comes home. Then I'm down, I'm talking to her for hours. We going shopping after she get off work. We going to the mall in a weekend. We going out to eat. Like I was, that was my sis. <laughs> so it was just like all the time. But then, you know, I went away to school. I wasn't home all the time. Then I was in a relationship. So I was, trying to, I was grown, you know, like I wasn't, it's was not a little girl conversations no more. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> I think for her, she just recognized like, well, you're not a kid anymore and I have to treat you as such. And we just have our conversations almost as we always did, but just with a little bit more like depth of what we're really dealing with at the time. Mm-hmm. Um. So like, now my conversations are about dating and about men and are about sex and are about figuring out who i am as a woman
1: mm-hmm. and
2: i don't have anybody else to go to but her as an older woman in my life um i can't go to my grandmothers you know i can't really go to my aunts too much um so it's just like i don't know we've always just kind of had that thing um i think though That for a lot of people and their moms like I heard you say like there's shame connected to it and I also just think that when I think about my mom like as a person they don't want us to look at them and look at them any differently or feel like like you said shamed you know for their past decisions or be embarrassed about anything or feel like we might not respect them anymore For choices that they made as women before they had us, or even when you know when we were still alive, um, I think there's a lot of conversations around the fact that Black women need to be strong, and we need to, you know, keep everything to ourselves, whatever and whatever. And I think it's such bullshit, and I think it does us such a disservice. Um, But I do think that in trying to have the conversation. We just have to keep in mind, like, that at the end of the day, the same way our, like, we're traumatized by our mothers and by our parents and by our family, like, our parents are carrying that same exact energy, but they've been carrying it for, like, 30 more years than us, Mm -hmm. so the way in which they act out and the way in which they show it is a lot, is a lot different, you know, and we have to give them grace on top of giving ourselves grace for wanting to connect with them for wanting to have conversations with them and we might not be able to because they are traumatized Mm. and they have to work through that so it's like we might not always be able to have the conversations we want to with our parents about certain things but we have to be able to Understand why. I think that's the most important thing, like why we can't have the conversation. Maybe if you address like why you can't have the conversation, that'll help you figure out how you can have it.
0: Mm-hmm. Does that makes sense. It does. It 100 does. Because I'm here sitting only like, as you're thinking, and that's one of the things that really popped up as you said it. Um, think about what is causing y'all to not have it, because once you address that, it will make it easier to like ask questions to help you understand more about why that's happening. And then you can be like, okay, we've talked about the root. Now let's have like that bigger conversation. Mm -hmm. So yeah, wow. I was holding on to every single word that you were saying because I was like, yeah, this is something that I need to do for myself (laughs) Um, because it then brings up resentment for you. Like for me, I should say for me Um, because then I, I think like oh well all my friends are having conversations with their moms now I can't have conversations with my moms
1: mm-hmm.
0: um I can't you know talk to my mom about dating or talk to my mom about sex or talk to my mom about these things because you know we don't have that relationship but I would also say for people who don't have that relationship don't let that discourage you in a sense um because as you said you can if if it's something that you can't rectify or can't like really talk about, you can look to other elders and have those conversations. Yeah. You can see our old, and trust me, these elderly women, they will sit down and talk to you. They will. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, it's like, yes, we want to have this conversation with our moms, but the whole world is our oyster and we can learn from. Yeah. Any black woman that you see on the street, yeah. you can talk to them and like, and you'll be like, oh, wow, that's actually me you're not my mom, you know, my aunts, you know, my grandma, but I can see you in me. So don't like let that stop you from the privilege or the pleasure of having conversations with other black women too.
2: Amen. I'm so happy you said that. Cause I was going to say that, like, if you can't have it with your immediate, you know, parental figure, like family is what you make it. Mm -hmm. And if you have the ability to create relationships outside of your family, that's, that's probably you know just as transformative or even more because someone is willing to pour into you and that's what you're seeking anyways so like however you get that i say take advantage of it
0: 100 mm-hmm. oh my oh you know every single time i swear y'all don't understand i love having my on my podcast you know those people where you just like, you know, it's just going to be a vibe. You know, it's going to be real as shit. You know, it's just like, it's going to open your mind even more. That's Maya. Aww,
2: That's
0: so. Maya. Like, I truly love your presence.
2: <laughs> oh, thank you so much. You I love, love being so. here. I enjoy these conversations. And just as you like made the comment about like watching my growth or whatever, and like seeing me, like I have to say the same exact thing for me because I used to see you around, but like you were like so shy, like shy, and like shy. quiet and like to yourself. And I remember like the first time I felt like we really, really like really like connected was um we did that photo shoot um and yep. we were like no when we What's were on? in Tampa we were in Tampa me Lorenz Ryan Jen. And me, Lorenz, Ryan, were tripping balls. We, were, we had did shrooms that we had did. Um, we had did the LSD tab. Uh-huh. And we were all wilding out. We met behind. Um, we met behind like I forgot what fucking building it was. We were, oh, you were. Oh see? We nope. No, we were on the riverwalk. We were on the riverwalk. Okay. Walk. Okay. We okay. On behind one of the buildings, and we went to the train. Like we went over by the
0: museum. Yes. So yes. Yes. Hold on. And it was um with that abstract wall. Yeah. Like in tracks. Yes.
2: Wow. I forgot and, about that. And you know, that shoot was the first time I felt like I could be a model or like that I felt like I could do something.
0: What? Wow. I remember that. Yeah. Remember these?
2: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So. What? So for me, it's always interesting, you know. um, It's always interesting for me to think about the roles people play in my life, and I don't want to cry. Oh my god! And like in my journey, I might, I might get a little emotional. It's gonna be let it out. Let it out. Just because, like, again, I always talk about perception versus reality. Hmm. what the hell (laughs) and I think that people's perception of me Hmm. is or has always been that I was just this you know confident badass like doing what I wanted to do like always going for things whatever whatever and like in my heart of hearts that's not true at all like Hmm. so even when I was in Tampa like I was struggling like so much battling with myself, like constantly fighting my mind, involving myself in like toxic situations and just negative thoughts and beliefs. I am such a tool, (laughs) negative thoughts and like beliefs. And for me now, like in the space that I'm in and to be so happy and And like, I'm not like 100% happy, but I'm just so content with myself as an individual and what I bring to the table and who I am. Like, I don't feel insecure about that type of stuff anymore. And like, when there are people like you and people who knew me like in that space, but they, they speak of me in such high capacity and they recognize, they always recognize like things I didn't see, like that shit like really affects me differently. Um, Mm -hmm. So I just wanted to say thank you for always seeing me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh my God, I was not expecting this, but like, I really, it really is important for me like to say those type of things. And I feel like if people watch my brand and like what I'm doing right now, the way I lead or that I'm trying to lead is with my emotions. Um, mm. So I'm trying to be more open about makeup. It was so good. It still is good. You know, I'm, I hope so. Okay. All right. I might have just burn the stage on my shoulder. Um, but I'm trying to be more like open about the fact of, look at that. <laughs> I'm trying to be open about the fact that like I appreciate my people and like I'm trying to build community that's going to last for the rest of my life Mm -hmm. and that's going to that's going to just like I really want to change the world like on some on some serious shit I really want to be impactful with everything that I say um and everything that I do and it's just really important for me to always make sure that like, even if I don't talk to people every day and we don't have like a solid "Ah, every two Mm -hmm. seconds, you know, that like, I care about my people and like, I recognize who is really like on my team, you know? (sighs) Fuck. (laughs) So, yeah. I I I love having these conversations with you, um, even if we're just having like a message in the DM and um, it's whatever, and we're talking about whatever we're talking about. Like those things mean so much to me because mm-hmm. for so long I have been fighting for people to see me, you know, and like begging people to like not give up on me, to give me second chances, you know, just like different shit like that, and like. Uh, Yeah, I don't want to keep going.
0: <laughs> no, it's... A, oh, Maya, but, Maya.
2: Yeah, I just I just really appreciate it. I really appreciate it. Because uh, it really does mean a lot to me. And I don't think that a lot of people really realize, like, the work that I do for myself, like, on an emotional, mental level. Um,
0: I need some more. <laughs> <laughs> I'll always say be hippie, Maya. And, yeah, I... Yeah, I don't even know what to say. I'm oh. kind I'm really, I am speechless. Like when you look in the dictionary, this is speechless right here because I don't know what to say. I did not mean to come off like that, but you know, <laughs> it's okay, it's okay. But I think that's so important, like to feel seen and to see other people as well. Because yeah. I don't want, I don't want to say like you never know what people are going through, but it's like just see people for people see them for what they are see them for not what they can bring to you but what they have for you right now Don't always be like well you know this is my i'm gonna put her you know like this big no see my who she is right now you know and then enjoy the growth of what she can become along the way so it's like yeah i've i try to always do that because i feel my mom does that to her friends so it's always been easy for me to like see (laughs) people and to like give them humanness like to talk to them or like just be there for them you know so that yeah yeah yeah
2: i gotta go makeup brush i gotta get my makeup brush give <laughs> me hold on because this tear streak on oh my goddamn face
0: gotta go <laughs> it's gotta
2: go oh i'm so embarrassing
0: <laughs> are you embarrassed
2: oh oh fuck i can't <laughs> Fuck, I cannot even fix this. I'm going to have to, <laughs> woo, the makeup's going to have to be reapplied,
0: child, because. A little streak right there? Yeah, that
2: streak, that streak is deep. <laughs> that is my makeup gone.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
2: In this line. <laughs> um, well, you know what? I have to also say <laughs> that there is so much power in being vulnerable and um and being honest about how you feel I really have struggled with that as well and just like keeping a lot of things to myself
1: Mm
2: -hmm. um a lot of people like would never know that I guess like what I just said you know Mm -hmm. about being insecure or not feeling like I fit in fucking ever like different things like that things with men like um I think looking at me, you wouldn't really think that those are some of the thoughts that I was having. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that's like one of the most harmful things I might've done to myself is keeping my mouth closed when I needed help, when I needed support, Mm -hmm. when I needed needed people to really like help me. Um, Because you never know who you're going to meet along your journey, who's going to help change your life. And you have to... Like we said before, a closed mouth, don't get fed. You know what else I'm hearing right now? I feel like this conversation, everything we've spoken about, it's like, uh, it's under the thing of being seen. Mm. Like everything we've talked about is how we view ourselves in the eyes of men, how we view ourselves in the eyes of our Blackness and our Black experience and all these Mm -hmm. different things with our relationships and with ourselves and it's just like being seen on multiple levels
0: um because we crave that like we crave it yes that's all I want I just want to be seen you know don't add no fitters to me don't do nothing like that just see me for me and enjoy me for me too
2: Mm -hmm.
0: you know so yeah yeah have you heard of
2: my human design Mm -mm. it's like um astrology, but on crack, this <laughs> um, <laughs> in terms of like, it gives you a, an overview on your aura type as an individual, mm-hmm. how you show up in the world, how you respond to things, how you go about becoming successful, how you need to manifest, whether you need to do it directly or indirectly, different things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you should take the quiz and find out like what your aura type is. It's like okay. four or five different ones and like pairing that with astrology really helps give you a full um like synopsis like a full mm. storyline of who you are and what's important to you and for me I'm a projector where like the rarest uh one that exists in society it's like less than 20% of society is a projector. And we are people who like essentially need to be seen, you know, like and need to be invited and have our talents recognized and et cetera and et cetera. Um, And sometimes we need that validation because we have all these ideas and all these thoughts and stuff like that. And if we don't get that, we become very bitter. We become very angry and just very like, Dispos- oh, like dispositioned and that was me for a very long time like mm-hmm. just fuck y'all y'all not fuck with me I'm not fucking with y'all either like y'all like just very upset and it's like like I said before you know once I stopped trying to do shit everybody else and started seeing myself that's when everybody started to see me and started well not everybody you know I'm still I'm still working on it um but you know just like recognizing me for who I am and stuff like that um but yeah I, I would just say take the quiz I really want to know like what you are um okay. it's really quick you just got to put in like your name your date your birthday your time of birth where you're from the bottom mm. quiz results um who's a projector Kanye West is a projector mm. Cardi B is a projector
0: mm. those are
2: the only two I examples that I can think of right now And I was crying (laughs) watching the Kanye West um, documentary. (sighs) Me too. Uh, Because understanding like the human design and just how it's like, if you have a vision, like you have to just kind of stick with it. And people may not always like see it or recognize it. That doesn't mean you stop going and you can't like let your emotions rule your life based off rejection. And -hmm. like, that's what I was doing. And just to see, like, I, I really watched like that first episode, like, the first one like like locked in the second one I haven't really gotten through yet but that first one it was giving me chills and I was crying because I was like there's just so much so many things that like I sit on all the time or I feel like oh, they're not they don't fuck with it so I can you know whatever whatever and it was just like that is not the way to live your life like mm-hmm. at all oh
0: no so, yeah <laughs> that con kind of, that first episode I think I not mean, even I think that first episode was the thing that made me actually start back my podcast this year mm. just to see how as you said like that vision that he had wasn't wavering you yeah. can tell him negative things you can tell him positive things you can tell him nothing at all but he saw that vision and he was like I am going to be Kanye West, you're going to see me for a producer and a rapper, you're going to see yeah. me and something about how he was going through that process and how even though people weren't seeing him and he was still seeing himself, that like he kept on going I was like, yeah, like why are you as in me, why are you letting these naysayers who don't really have anything going on for themselves really say things about you and control what you think you can do as you said like you see yourself as somebody without limits so I was trying to see myself as that person to just you know produce whatever I think I would like Mm -hmm. because I know somebody out there is gonna fuck with it too yeah you know so
2: that's what all the great brands do like they make things that they like and then that's what helps them take off like and I think that's also really important to note just like for where we are from a marketing standpoint I always tell people like people right now, especially more than ever, are craving authenticity. Mm -hmm. They do not want any type of facade in any brand that they're supporting, buying from, engaging with. Mm -hmm. And even if your authenticity is fake, this is where you kind of teeter the line a little bit, Mm -hmm. but people want to feel like they're connected to you. And they want to feel like they're not, they're not only giving you their energy, but like you're giving it to them, whether you're being transparent, whether them whether you're giving them like behind the scenes, you know, like things that just make you seem a little bit more human, make you seem a little bit more real. Like that's what's going to help you like take off and go to the next level. But it also, so like that type of mindset, like authenticity in tandem with sticking to your, to your vision and sticking to your guts is like, I feel like the cheat code.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Cheat code for life right now.
0: Mm, 100%. I'm gonna love me some authenticity
2: don't we like yeah
0: because like if if you're gonna pretend about who you are how can I really believe what you're saying
2: yeah and it's like people that's the one thing I I'm I mean I'm always watching like I'm always looking at things and I always pay attention to the people who backpedal mm-hmm. and the people who change their mind and who are finicky and are not like saying what it is they what they really mean to say and like Mm -hmm. that makes me not want to fuck with you Mm -hmm. so i can't operate from a place like that you know if i watch for that and i don't want to mess with nobody who moves like that i can't show up like that either
0: Mm
2: -hmm. i gotta fuck with me you know
0: exactly (sighs) i'm seeing a part three happening i don't know about you but oh can we yeah i'm so down yeah
2: I so- actually sent somebody your podcast for them to do it with you. I don't know, like,
0: ooh, okay, let me know because I, you know, I, I want everybody, I want to talk to anybody and every
2: Yeah, she's so oh. dope. I met her at an art show. Mm-hmm. Um, I now she was talking about like how she wanted to get on some podcast, so I sent her like your page. And then I do have another friend who has a podcast in similar like category to yours, just about like the healing conversations. We'll talk about that later. Okay, I, okay. I don't, don't want to give the girls too much. Yeah. I'm just yeah. talking about you or
0: whatever. So. I mean, me too. But you know, girl, don't even get me started. I'll be sending <laughs> your page, your coloring book, when, uh, when, when I get my arm um, low painting, it's on and popping. It's gonna be right. I actually have a spot for it right there I mean I'll show you but like behind by my kitchen yeah. I'm ready people love it they're always like this is so
2: nice like oh my god I love this piece and I'm like yeah it's not for sale
0: okay it's
2: not for sale <laughs> it belongs to somebody already mm-hmm. I like, wanted a really nice one
0: and I'm so happy I got to make it for you me too because as soon as your commission is open and I had a job I was like yeah Maya, <laughs> Maya's getting my money
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes yes Uh, spoil me in the fun (laughs) like yeah no oh and then can I also just say like shout out to Lorenz Mm. um because Lorenz showed up to my art show um he drove all the way from North Carolina didn't even he act like he wasn't coming and I definitely cried at the show because when I saw him like and it was like towards the end of the night he came. I looked at the my mom was like, "Mom." My mom was like, "My, look who's here." I looked over, said, oh. <laughs> and I and I literally started bawling. Him and Bay, which is his Bay, was also my Bay. And then he also brought like his a friend that I met through him, Heaven, and oh, I don't want to fuck up his name. Damn, shoot, they brought another friend with them. He was really cool though. I don't know why I forgot his name. I'm sorry, I love you still. Um, but they came from Massachusetts. So like, yeah. What's my point in shouting them out? Love is important. And mm. love on your people and um point to them. Pull. Just <laughs> Men's pulled all the way up. Yeah that's so dope i just think it's crazy did you graduate the year before after me
0: not the year with me no with you you like okay okay mm-hmm. i think same i think same semester too because i remember seeing laurent
2: yeah
0: yeah same semester same year 2019 mm-hmm
2: okay I don't yeah know, tripping out <laughs> this morning i was like wait a minute what year did she graduate i'm like you graduated the same year
0: But that day was hectic though but you know whatever
1: do you ever
0: miss it um I miss parts of it (laughs) I miss the parts where like I actually had fun you know like I actually like those courtyard moments those are the things that I will take for me forever yeah. Everything else, uh, no. But those moments where I, like, got to talk to you, I got to talk to my Kevin, Maruyama, um, Nene, Kathy, Renee, Renesha, like, all that, that was, like, that was it for me. That made my college experience.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. And also, like, yeah, okay, you brought this up, but I completely forgot about it because my memory loss is... But, like, <laughs> doing pictures with you... Um, Ryan, Lorenz, Jen was there. Um, I also took pictures of like, damn, where where are their names? Oh, wow. I really really, like, I took pictures of so much people and like looking back, I'm like, wow, y'all really, I don't know how to put this, but like seeing y'all through my camera and also seeing y'all like in real life and being able to capture that, I think that was also the thoughts of like my, like, you know, you can do whatever you want to do type thing. Yeah.
2: yeah. 100%. It's just crazy, like, <clears throat> we're all a part of like each other's journey, you know, regardless of like what happens from here on out, just because of that time period and like mm-hmm. that place that we were all in, am I going to cry, Jesus Christ. <laughs> um which is just so crazy like regardless of like who is still like cool with who or like who still um interacts with whatever it's just like forever like you look back and you're mm-hmm. just like damn and I used to the type of person because I used to get my feelings hurt all the time mm-hmm. like in my in my friendships and stuff like I would really be like I would really get hurt a lot um And for me, that would make me not want to reminisce and like look back at the memories. Mm. So I deleted like a lot of shit, you know, and a lot of memories, whether it be like on Snap or like in my phone and like things I no longer have access to because I let my emotions um, Mm. take rule over anything and let my hurt kind of like overshadow the good experiences that I did have. I don't know where I was going with that, but I just, I just think it's important to be able to reflect back and just be like, "Damn, like that was a part of my journey, and they mm-hmm. were a part of my journey, and you know, it's all love, regardless."
0: But mm-hmm. <sighs> oh, <laughs> yeah, and I'm really good. After we finished, oh yeah, I'm gonna sit, up, sit with that because I do the exact same thing. Like as you said it, I was like, mm, "Yeah." um letting emotions rule like memories because you would like think back on something and be like no I don't talk to that person anymore or, like, like I don't wanna, oh, you know yeah yeah, yeah.
2: I don't want to see I don't want to see it and like it doesn't make sense like you know out of sight out of mind for maybe healing or whatever but there comes a point in time where like I look at everything now and I feel nothing like I don't feel upset about it I'm like damn I forgot that we did that or like mm. damn that was such a fun moment you know I don't, I, but before, maybe like when I first graduated, like that first year and a half, I was like, oh, oh my God. Oh, oh, oh. And now I'm just like,
1: wow, like, life is so crazy. Oh my, God.
2: oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. And like, I mean, I'm so grateful to be able to say that now. Because oh, I was not able to say it before. But yeah, which is why I think it's just so important for everybody to just heal. Mm. it's like address themselves so like that you can be able to do that with whatever you have to in life you know it's not gonna be peaches and cream every day but at least you can say thank you Mm -hmm. for that moment you know gratitude is so important for every aspect of our daily lives Um, and it's like you can't be so angry and bitter about the past and what happened because without that, then you really would not like be here right now. Mm-hmm. And I used to like wish, like, oh, I wish I never met this person, or I wish like this never happened, and But it's like, eh, you know, I get it. But every every lesson has transformed me in such a, a an amazing, like, way deep way, or whatever, to where I'm just like at peace with so much.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So,
0: yeah, I hope we heal. I second that. Heal, go to therapy, do things for you. Mm. Do it, do it, do it, do it, Maya. We're gonna have a part three. I, I already said in my mind. Yeah, in my mind is it's happening right now. Um, I'm
2: not crying next time, so I hope you enjoyed it.
0: <laughs> she said emotions on lock. Yeah, we're not doing this again.
2: You see this? I did. No. not happening.
0: No. no. But as always, Maya thank you so much um thank you for sharing the space with me thank you for being vulnerable with me thank you for being real with me thank you for just taking time i mean yeah thank you thank you thank you 100 thank you um i'm gonna put everything that you have going on so i'm gonna link your instagram below your website do you have a website i'm working on it okay um youtube channel everything that you want to connect maya for her commissions are also open so I think. How do you do it? You you let them message. You kind of like tell them about themselves.
2: Well, mm-hmm. I have um, the link in my bio. I have everything linked in my bio, so oh, I sorry. have a commissions form mm-hmm. that they can fill out and they can answer the questions, tell me what they want. Da da da. Has my price list everything in there as well. Um, okay. So everything is in that form, which is in my link on my Instagram. So maybe you just
0: put like the you thing. Yeah. Okay. And also my has a coloring book as well so you can definitely tap into that I love it It has a lot of affirmations and her prints um do you do like custom for clothing as well because I saw you like put it in your reels I don't know if that's a thing
2: yeah um so I'm gonna get back into doing like customs other thing with my commissions and like the pieces I'm working on right now I'm trying to include more of my artwork onto fabric Mm -hmm. I've made a few jackets like in my day so I want to do more of that um more like pants custom pants and stuff like that so I'm open to whatever okay as long as it makes sense for me um I love denim though that's my Mm. that's my main thing I like to work with um but like yeah mostly like just jackets and um pants are like gonna be my go-to's right now
0: okay so yeah everything blue for Maya so definitely hit on my girl okay yes
2: this was
0: so much fun, as always. I cannot wait for the next one. Same. Same, same. Ah. <laughs> well, thank you for coming and thank you for listening, y'all. I hope you all enjoy. And I never see this at the end of my podcast, but I think y'all should, not even think, y'all should do it as I'm saying. um, Like, leave a little comment, share with your friends. Because this is a conversation that I feel everybody needs to tap into. So share, yes. share, share, like, 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 and let me know what you think about it. Yes. So, yeah. Let a
2: girl know how you feel.
0: Yeah, let me know. Let me know. Okay. Peace.
1: Bye.